Joining me now for our Master Gardener segment is Master Gardener Barb Lampson, and I'm Karen Wright, another Master Gardener in Blue Earth County. Good morning, Barb. Hey there, Karen. It's good to be here on this rainy day. And I was, you know, really happy to see it rain. Last night I was out at the, the lake cabin. I was watering things because it's been a little while since we've had water, so I water, water, water. And I said to my son, I said, you know, if I water, it's probably going to rain. He says, well, why is that? And I said, it's the same thing. If you wash your car, it's probably going to rain. He said, well, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. And so we explained that it was just one of those kind of sayings things. And sure enough, yes. I I did a lot of watering last night. And I came this morning, woke up at about 8 o'clock. There was two inches in the rain gauge at the house here in Mankato. So I'm hoping it rained out there too. But Yes. Well, I, I, I love it when we get rain. And I love it when we get nice, this gentle. nice, slow rain. Yes. yes. And yesterday... David hooked up two more rain barrels for me. So now I have 240 gallons going for me. So how I, many rain barrels do you have? I've got I, four. Six, six. Oh, you have six. Okay, you I beat me. I have six, and these are tandem. And so the first thing he said this morning, isn't this great that we can we can see how well the rain barrels did? And, yeah. and we have them up higher, so we have gravity. So they'll feed. I, I'll be able to use a hose to water this new garden that I have underneath the uh, spruce trees. Now, that's a good thing that I should probably do. I have mine up. Oh, they're not real high. I've got them on some blocks, but I, th- when they get a little more empty, they, they are real slow. Sure. And so it takes a while. And it, I, get them I mean, up higher. Put them up higher. I think yep. that that's a good idea. Yep. And I would just highly recommend rain barrels. I haven't had to turn the hose on yet this year they were getting empty again so i was hoping for rain and sure enough here it came yes yes that's right the main thing with them is uh to make sure that you've got a filter uh before when the water comes down from the eave that it gets filtered so you don't get any gunk that that was in the gutter that comes with that and then at the end of the year and David does this, I have to say. It's not me. He washes out all the rain barrels. Well, I do too because at the end of the year, they sometimes grow like a little algae in there. And even though they're dark, sometimes I think enough sun penetrates through, so some, some green algae. So right. I got the the pressure washer last year, and that worked like a charm. Otherwise, it really didn't do a very good job. So I love that pressure washer. Yes. <laughs> I, I think we've, we've been through a couple of them. Oh, and have you? My neighbor always said, you know, um, I've, I've never seen people pressure wash their driveway <laughs> as often as you do what is that all about it's fun yeah it is i said on a hot day it's great it's great fun but i am glad for the rain uh it's great for the for the plants and uh, this morning uh, about five o'clock the birds were singing and they the robins were already out uh because we had starting around nine o'clock last night we had light, misty rain, right. and it was sprinkles. It, you know, if you, I was out on the porch and I could hear it coming down a little bit. Well, it must have been just right for the to bring up the worms because the birds were having their <laughs> breakfast at five oh nine this morning. They were very active. Yes. Yes, and in addition to that, I love it because when it rains really hard and we can't be outside. I can clean my house again. Oh, yes. And, and I've, got a, I've got a long list of things to do. Uh, Dave washed windows last week inside and out. And now I'm thinking, well, maybe um, maybe I should do uh, the, the woodwork around the window. And I should, you know, do these different things. So uh, uh, organize the closets, organize the reading material, all of those kinds of things. So, so I'm grateful to have a day like this when I can just stay inside and, and you know, just look outside and everything is so nice and green. And I have to say, Karen, that 
I have more birds in my yard than I've ever had before. And I think it's because of the healthy grass that I have. You know, last year, we, we last fall, we uh, aerated the lawn. Right, you put the little, which, which is basically taking a core that, uh, right. machine that takes some chunks out to give it a little yeah little little growth or room for the roots sure. to, to get air and grow right and right add and then reseed it in there mm-hmm. put down some really nice uh uh compost that we had in yes. the compost pile and the grass i think it makes it easier for the birds to get at the earthworms that oh, are abs- in there sure so so there's another thing there's another reason to do that and the grass looks so healthy it's just it's so green and so lush i don't know when it's looked better so that that's a really good thing now i wanted to say i have one of the things that i think i've lost in my garden is this cherry cheesecake hibiscus. Well, I hope not, Barb. You know, that's one of our favorites. It's a hearty hibiscus, and I have two, one at my, my house in Mankato, one at the cabin, and I just love it because they have those big 8- to 9-inch flowers that are just so gorgeous, and now they are one of the last things to emerge, and yes. as I mentioned to you, the one out at my lake cabin is up probably, oh, you saw it. It's I saw it. Six it's inches or so. And yes. the one at home was slower to come, and it's just got a few peeking out. Now, you said you only had one little stalk. Yeah, just a stem coming out, and it's only about, oh, about maybe it's six inches high. And to me, it seems strange that just on the very outside of mm-hmm. the plant, the very edge, because it's kind of circular, that that would be happening. So I'm not digging it or anything like that, but I have two other different hibiscus that are also hardy here. The one is this Copper Queen that I bought. Uh, and that has the, the burgundy kind of leaves, correct? It does, and, and they are at least, uh, I'd say, 12 to 14 inches high. So they're and and they're, the plant itself has has grown so much it it i started out with uh, i suppose uh, maybe a oh, two quart size plant just maybe had two stalks now i maybe have 10 stalks so i love that plant i love it for the foliage i think that's great but yet it's got a great flower on it too and i would say this about the hibiscus one of the things i really love is they have nice stalks on them they for the most part, they don't have to be tied up or secured or anything they're, like that. Yeah, they're fairly strong. They they are. The flowers, you pick them in the morning, and they're gone by evening. So it's not something that you're going to put in a bouquet and make a big bunch well, of Well, I have tried to take them to the fair. You know, so the thing is you got to... The, the, at the, the county fair, you have to pick them like at the very end of the day before the show is going to go on and just bring them there and hope that they don't crumple before the... Yeah, they yeah. Judge them. Or, or if you get them, pick them in the morning, put them in water when they aren't quite open. They're just starting to open. Sure. And then hopefully by the time the judge judges them, they opened up the rest of the way. So that's one of the tricks of the trade. I also have what's called the Southern Bell Hibiscus, and I think all of these are originating off from that that one. And, and that's just really... I've had it maybe 25 years, and it's, you know, it's growing and going to town like it always does. So I, I don't really kind of worry about it. It's just this cherry cheesecake. So One of your favorites, sadly. Yes, and, and you know, the, the thing that really, it it's not a big deal. We can replace something like that. Now, I wanted to say, I have the, the Scottish bluebells, and I was amazed to find out when I looked them up, you know, that it's... it's 
It's not such a rare plant, but I hadn't seen it around here. I lost it for one whole summer. Last year, it wasn't up. This year, and I... It's a it's a surprise that miracle. I did a miracle that well it's a miracle that I didn't dig in that spot well, and I was put something say, else exactly. in and it's a miracle that it started coming so I really babied it and when the hot weather came when it came, became ninety I I made a, a sunscreen for it so it wouldn't get baked out I just thought hmm I think that this is is something that doesn't normally survive in the heat and and it just it just rewarded me by just just growing and spreading out and now it has the more most gorgeous bluebells it's a very uh low growing plant uh, hugging the ground but but the little flowers scottish bluebells yep scottish I'm bluebells familiar with that come one. out on a stem and they look just absolutely fantastic so i've said this before you know if something doesn't come right away just be patient and maybe it will come back kind of reminds me a little bit of virginia blue bells or campanella almost yes i i'm sure it's in the same uh, genus yeah is okay. that i wanted to talk just a little bit about pruning because this is something that uh, especially when you have shrubs that have a bloom on old wood uh, after you're like lilacs and mock orange after they get done blooming if they need trimming, that is when you trim them. Now, some of your hydrangeas are that way, too. But if they bloom on uh, on new wood, then you can you can prune them at any time, really. Right. So I'm going to now, my lilacs are all done, going to prune my lilac shrubs. And if you have forsythias, those are the ones, prune yes. those. Um, and I have peonies that are all done, and a lot of people are just getting them to start to open now. But mine are done. I'm going to cut all the heads of those off because otherwise if you let them go to seed they use all that energy right. instead of going to the plant to stay healthy it goes to make the seed they don't they don't look good the, the seed heads don't look good on them either right and you know the other thing is we were talking about this before we went on the air and you've got some powdery mildew coming you can do- i do i have powdery mildew on my on my um, peony which i usually get toward i, I want to say august you know mm-hmm. it's, it's later in the year so i saw a little bit and i was really surprised i thought why in the world is this so early yeah and and maybe it was uh, when we had those humid nights it was humid weather was right and, and there wasn't enough air circulation there and as the plant gets bigger it's harder for the air to get circulating to the inside of the plant so you can go to the base of the stem and cut out some of those so that you're making uh, uh, air tunnels for the for uh, just natural movement and so that the stems will dry off on the inside because and it's a fairly old peony barb sure. and so the the stalks are very healthy and they are very very close together so you're probably right I probably just need to kind of go in there and it's almost like giving your you know when the the, the uh, hairdresser comes and they take that that thinning thing they go chip yep, snips yep, and snips yep. and, and it kind of gives you a little volume thin it out yeah but it also makes it look good but yes. it also yeah so it makes it look healthier so that's what i'm basically doing is sure to this. sure so so do that and and be sure you don't save anything that's got uh, any kind of disease on it be sure you get that out into the uh away from the garden so uh, but it's important right now to be what we call scouting. Whether you're looking for insects or whether you're looking for disease, it's really important because any time you can take care of something early on before it's a problem, you're going to you're going to have a better chance of the plant recovering. And even with flocks, which are uh, notorious for getting powdery mildew, oh, yes. or are with the peonies, uh, they don't die from it. It's it's not fatal. It's not like some things. But it looks terrible. 
terrible. It does and look terrible. And if you have it and it and <clears throat> other plants might be susceptible, they're going to get it and it'll just make them look all bad. One thing that, that can be really deadly right now is if you get um, iris borer in your iris. Now, people have lost a whole plant because the borer which comes down into that nice blade, that green blade and and you can if you get early if you you can go in there and you can actually run your fingers up and down and those, squish them and squish them oh. yes yes you can <laughs> and what i like to do is i just if i even think there's a leaf that's got an iris bore in it i cut it off just and get rid it. of it because i don't want it entering the rhizome because it isn't so much the leaf that it kills it's that they go in and they eat into the rhizome and i think i've told you this i had the iris bore and basically i dug up all my iris because it was so widespread in them and i just got rid of them because i just said you know what they're there obviously in the soil and i don't want to deal with them and i just got some new iris from you this year that i have planted um, at the cabin so hope i'm hoping that those are not going to be um with iris borer of course i don't know out there because i've never had the iris out there before and you said you these are a little smaller ones you gave me versus the big uh, tall ones, right, which are the bearded right. iris, which are more susceptible <clears throat> right. to the iris borer? Yes. Yes, that's right. And after 25 or 30 years, I've never had iris borer in them. In so, the smaller ones. And in do the they smaller have, ones. Do they have a name different uh, from the bearded uh, tall? They, they do. They, they just call the miniatures. The miniatures, uh, up okay. Up to eight inches is a miniature. Okay. So um, miniature standard. So, But they still are, um, uh, they're... Uh, still an iris they they just the flower itself is just as gorgeous as the big ones it's just that the they're smaller they have those beards on them which set off the plant they recurve on the leaf or on the bloom it's it's a it's a gorgeous plant it's just that you're gonna get it it's gonna be a smaller thing and the thing I love about it is a lot of times the tall bearded iris, if you have wind, it knocks them over and you have to stake them. Right. So more work there. But if you had tall bearded iris or if you had intermediate or if you had the miniatures, you certainly want to cut off that whole stem uh, that the uh, flower was on. And if it's not done blooming yet, daily you go out and you take off snap off the spent blooms on them oh, so they kind of they kind of pull themselves in and yeah they look and they turn a little brownish yeah and, they do they yeah. don't look good speaking of iris at the lake i was at the lake house last night and those iris i got from you probably well a year ago i think and i just plopped them in by the water's yes. edge and uh, because and you said they're native, but they're iris. And what is the official name? They're of those? yellow flag. Yellow flag. They love water. And one is blooming, and it is the most beautiful yellow bloom. And it's right down because we've got um, riprap. They call it the big the big rocks. boulders to prevent yep. uh, erosion on the shoreline. And so I put them between some of the rocks in kind of it's kind of a wet, basically mucky area and I thought well we'll see because you said they like water and I thought well they we'll do. see if they like a lot of water and they do. As a matter of fact um, at the Arboretum uh, I don't know if they still do this I haven't paid much attention but they used to have in their ponds and they would set the uh, yellow flag and there's also a blue flag and they'd set them in pots with rock on them and sink them right into their ponds there and they look just beautiful and I've seen them where they're naturalized they're in ditches and along the 
outside of the dishes. So I think you'll be really happy with that. Because the one thing I wanted to make sure is that I wasn't introducing anything into the water, into right. the lake that was a, was would be invasive. And you said that these are yeah. native, so that it's right. it's a good plant to have. Yeah, exactly. Now the the yellow flags are very different from these tall bearded. If you would do that, you would end up rotting that rhizome. That they they have, if I put the bearded in the water, yeah, yeah they would be dead. You, if, and uh, if you put them in a drowned. soggy area, that that doesn't work. Now Siberian iris. They will also take more water because they don't have a rhizome. They have a crown with many root hairs coming out, and they will they'll take a, a wetter area. See, it's so confusing when people who don't deal with plants all the time, you say, well, isn't an iris an iris? No. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a duck is a duck. No, yeah. it's yeah. not. And so... That, that's why it's so important to, to ask somebody who knows. Otherwise, if you say, well, I'm going to get this iris, and, and it's let's say you get the, the bearded one, and you wanted to put it in the edge of a pond or something, and you did, and then you lost it. You say, well, they had an iris. Why didn't mine work? And yeah, so exactly. those are the reasons to ask questions. You can call your extension. They can answer those questions or ask master gardeners like Barb and me. And, and it's really great to go to uh, to plant sales and things or to nurseries and 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 see what they've got, and they can tell you about that, too. I love, last week we were working at the plant sale at the Centenary Methodist Church, which was a benefit for, they do uh, breakfast there all year long for people. Uh, anybody can come, it's free, and, and they do it for families, and you just walk in and you get a free breakfast. Such a great project. And uh, this one woman had donated the majority of the plants. She'd she had grown. dug over 500 plants of hers. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, and they call her Sam. I imagine her name is Samantha. But she raises all these plants herself, and it, it was it was great to be there. And, and the most wonderful thing was that people came just to support this program. The breakfast And maybe they program. bought one plant or two plants. Some people came just to buy plants because they were so reasonable, and they brought you know, bought a whole carload. But this really cute couple that I had, uh, they they wanted a shade plant, and we had Herman's Pride. And now, what is Herman's Pride? Uh, Herman's Pride is that uh, Lamnium, uh, uh, and it's green and white, and and you love it. And Lamnium. I, it's also known as dead nettle. Yes, yes, it is. I mean, that's but not this a nice is a name, different variety. Oh, different variety. Okay. Rather than being uh, prostate. It it's mounds, it mounds okay. itself, and it has pretty green and white foliage. And so we looked at that, and he and this he was so cute. This he was the gardener, she said, and he said, "Wow, Herman's Pride. Well, I just want something with a man's name. I just <laughs> I'll take Herman's Pride." And so so that was great. And I had two women that <laughs> bought a plant I'd never seen before, but Sam, all the plants that bloomed she had pictures of the flowers and and what they they were looking at was this plant and it's called pantaloon and i said to her uh she asked me what it was and i said i it's it's this it gets its name from underwear ladies <laughs> underwear and 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 i said i think it's called bikini pants or or maybe it's called bloomers I, I don't know what it is. And so then we went and looked, and it was pantaloons. And she said, 
I don't need any plants, but I just want something that's got a name that's pantaloons. <laughs> that's what she bought. So we had a great time, and thanks to all the people who showed up there, who bought plants, who support that program, and hopefully it'll be successful. And thanks to Sam for growing all the plants that she grows. Yeah, she she had done just. I can't even believe the work that she did to get that done. So thank you for. For her and thank you everyone for supporting and people were actually having the breakfast while we were there they had the breakfast going on when the yes, sale was yes. happening so yeah so so that's that's really a great deal too and you know i had when i planted potatoes up at good council i had some leftover potatoes and there's something about being a gardener where you can't bear to throw anything no away way. that could grow so I hauled these potatoes home with me, and I thought, maybe I can find a place in my garden, which was silly. But then I remembered I had this cold frame. Now, a cold frame is a, just a wooden frame that has a glass window on it, and you can plant in there. You get things started earlier, or you can plant lettuces and spinaches late in the fall, and they'll be protected from the elements. So I thought, hmm, I wonder if I could just improve that soil some and put these potatoes out there and grow them. And I took liberal amounts of new compost from my compost pile and I hauled it out into the garden bucket by bucket because I couldn't get a wheelbarrow there because there's so much stuff in there. And I and it, I thought, this is just great. So we'll see if you can start potatoes this late and and how they do because you know well i just started mine last week am i going to be in trouble oh i don't think so because you know because the, they were in a bag for the longest time and you know between both gardens i just hadn't had a chance to get them in and i thought oh i got to get these in so i put them in and i'm hoping that they'll turn out yeah. and you know uh, a lot of people i don't know why there was this thing about getting your potatoes in on good friday yeah and sometimes that that can be really early or late it varies yes and i always have thought at least up at good council because i don't get mine in until later that i miss the potato beetles they seem to oh. show up earlier and i haven't had a problem with them so maybe so maybe not but if this doesn't work i mean if i just get small potatoes that's just perfect too i'll just i'll I just love that. I don't need to grow big potatoes. No, I planted fingerling potatoes for the first time, and I just there were a sale and a you know at and I thought, well, I'll just try them. So I'll see how those do. I I planted fingerlings in one of my raised beds, and um, they got really funny. I you know in the <laughs> store they they keep their their long and skinny. They look like oblong big old big long ovals. Yeah, but they're right. not they're not very thick. The diameter is right. maybe an inch. So mine branched out, and it looked like a bird's foot or something. Or a cow's udder. It, it, it was <laughs> odd looking. It was flat, and I thought, well, now how do you peel something like that that's branching off here and there? And by the time I, I, I just thought, you know, this this is crazy. I'm not going to grow them again. So I so I didn't. That was my one ex, uh, experiment with them. I'm back to. Russets and reds and oh, so you didn't? <clears throat> no. Okay. Well, and, I'll and try not... and see. I planted this in the ground, so not in the raised bed this time. So we'll see. Yep. And I'm not. Uh, I had problems with Yukon uh, Golds last year. Uh, last year, I had some that had like in the center. They looked perfect on the outside. In the center, they had a hole, 
and then it was getting brown around that. Yeah, hole. I had that too. So I, I wonder know. if it was something with the way the weather was last year, perhaps. I was wondering if it was something to do with the weather, or with the water, oh. with the watering. If if I don't know. Anyway, so I'm off from. I'm going to wait a few years and not do that again for a while. But other than that, you know, I think the garden looks like a million bucks. It does. Is it too late to plant cucumbers? Because I haven't put cucumbers in yet. I I don't think so. The, the, it, take a look at the you can get time. some that are less sixty days. You know, something like fewer. that. And um, so I told you we've got ours vining up at an angle. Yes. And and the one plant has started vining. So bless its heart, it's doing what it's supposed to do. When I planted it, I, this is the first time I ever bought uh, a transplants. I always usually start the cucumber from seed, but I saw these plants, they were really healthy. And you know, for the number of cucumbers that I eat, right. I, think it's, I think it's a good deal. Well, maybe that's what I should do, because there are still places, and there's a lot of things that are becoming on sale now, too. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. especially all most of the, the, the catalog companies are trying to get rid of everything now. But the pro, the thing is, and here's what I want to stress, if you order order early, which we've talked about, you get a better selection. And I also believe you get better plants because you're getting the, the first of it. Because I ordered um, at a later sale, and I just got it the... Uh, couple weeks ago and these were not near it was a similar product yeah. it was dicentra which is bleeding heart these were not nearly as nice the roots weren't as you know these are bare root were not nearly as nice and so yeah. they have not come up and grown whereas the, the when i ordered earlier and i got them earlier and started them inside those are just beautiful thick roots so i'm you know while you may save a lot of money i'm not convinced that waiting it for the last minute to get a really good deal is, no, is the best idea. especially bare root. Bare root is really hard yeah. when it gets hotter. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so, there, so maybe that's a lesson learned for me. You know, another thing that you're going to see uh, that's really blooming beautifully right now are the clematis. And it, Oh, mine started. I've got some in kind of a shady area that are more tolerant of shade. Yes. And they just, they're like light lavender and almost pinkish white. So they just pop in the shade. Yes, they, they are absolutely great. The one that's blooming, uh, well, there's two in my yard that are blooming, but one that's blooming on the east wall is uh, called Arctic, and Arctic White, and it starts out, it has just a lavender tinge to it, but then as it opens up, it loses that, and it's just all white. It's, it has big, flat blooms on it, really, really nice. Um, I love it. It blooms on new wood, so you should know here, too, uh, when you're in the spring, wet, you think, now, do I need to cut all this, this vining stuff off? Am I going to get all new? You need to know whether or not, because if it blooms on old wood, those uh, vines that are up there that look like they're dead, they're not. They just haven't woke up yet. They just haven't started growing, and that's where your bloom would come. So so know that. Now, the other one that's really great is Jack Manny. That is such an it's a old, variety. Yes, it's an old variety, and they've got a new one. It's called uh, uh, Jack Manny Superba, and I put that in two years ago, and that has really filled out and has got some gorgeous purple blooms on and again they're flat i have two of the clematis that are not the climbers and they are the ones that grow like a shrub and they have to have a support like a hoop uh, um a peony 
hoop to support them. I have uh, Clematis recta, which is a small white flower, just masses of that. I love it. It works for filler and bouquets. And then also uh, Virginia uh, bluebells, which is a, a purple. And, and that isn't, it's not as prolific as the white one. But so uh, if you like clematis, get out and take a look at them and, and buy some. They're great, to, easy to grow. And they, they like to climb, so they're, they're at a little vertical. Hey, Barb, thank you so much. We're out of time, but it's always great to talk with you. Until next time, happy gardening. Hey, thanks.